Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. What's up, creators? This is John, and you have once again located the Sketch Magazine podcast. I am here, as always, with sketch publisher Bob Hickey, sketch editor Bill Nichols, and tonight we're talking about two things. We're talking about looking towards those new horizons, and we're talking about scheduling ahead. First off, as always, how you doing tonight, guys? Doing great, John. This is Bill. Hey, Bill. This is Bob. Doing good. And so, uh, looking towards those new horizons, this is actually from an email we got about someone who is wondering about what else can a cartoonist do to ply his trade? What are our thoughts on that this evening? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I heard, you take, I heard you take a breath. I was just being courteous. Okay. Um, well, it's coming from an email, and we'll go Greg G. And he talks about, yeah, other fields that we can work in. And I, artists that I've known over the years, um, comic book work, most of it's freelance work, even for the big guys. And sometimes you get off kilter with an editor or a publisher, and, you know, you've got to, if you want to do this work, sometimes you got to move out of it for a while, um, of course, make a living and always sort of keep your foot into it. So um, I know friends who've gone out and done storyboarding. Uh, I know friends who've gone out and done animation, um, story layouts for video games. There's all kinds of stuff where you're still illustrating every day. You're still advancing. You're moving ahead. But they always sort of keep their foot in the door to that next gig, sending off portfolios and, and stuff to resumes to publishers editors they always move around um i remember greg land who draws x-men now um i remember greg got sick he was out of work and i really don't know if it was six months or a year but he was just building his name up big with some of the publishers and i talked to him once he just gotten back back to work and healthy and he says it was amazing he says in the time he was off everybody was gone that he knew he was having to start completely over which for him was sort of bad because he was starting to move into the prime and get his name well known. Now he had to start all over. For a guy who maybe rubbed somebody the wrong way, that could be a good thing. Because a new guy in could not know anything about you and offer you a job. So you got to constantly keep working it. But there's tons of other things. Children's books. Um, Bill, was it Mark who does children's book? Uh, Mark McKenna yes. does Banana Tail. That's his pet project. And- right. Um, yeah, he's, he's doing that. He's still doing that. And, um, Bob McLeod did his children's book. I think it's superhero, um, ABC, something like that. Right. Um, there's a few others, several people that we know that are, that are 
doing them or want to do them right. or would love to do them. Well, coloring books used to be good. And I, I've heard recently in the past few years they don't pay very well at all anymore uh, yeah. just because they were stuff that you could do real quick. Um, and then, of course, there's always self-publishing on the web. Very little investment. If you can do a little bit of basic web design and you're constantly pushing yourself to meet deadlines, you're creating a portfolio, you're creating a look, and you're visible to everybody. So there's always that to keep yourself out there. So there's many avenues out there. Um, I don't know, Bill. What do you think? Well, I, we've we've touched on it before, and I think we we maybe uh, brought up Mark before. And um, happy birthday to Mark, by the way. Um, but he's he's one of those one of those examples of people who who have an established body of work in comics, but who still has um, a dream, a desire to do other things. And uh, some of the things that he does with Banana Tail are with people that he has associated with, with you know, in comics. And of course, he brings all, all his friends, his colleagues into it. And that's, I don't know, it's sort of a that feeling of community, you know, of, of mutual support, which we always have liked with, uh -huh. you know, our message boards and that kind of thing. But, um, I, I think one of the things that we, uh, I brought this up before was the idea that, um, there are people who will say, who, who just think that comics are dead ends. You know, it's, it's, that's, that's it. If you're doing comics, there is no way to go. Uh -huh. Um, you're doing funny books. There's nothing beyond that. Uh, to me, that's very narrow-minded and not open to the possibility. I mean, these are people from the outside sort of looking in. And, uh, and occasionally, uh, you know, people inside who don't really see that. I mean, they're, they're in the moment. But um, and maybe that's a scheduling thing. Yeah. We can talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, there are um, opportunities all around you, and if you are a creative individual, many times you can create your own opportunities, and you can do that at the same time you're, you're doing, you're creating comics or you're writing a story, working on a you know a, a prose novel, um, a cookbook for you know crying out loud. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do. Um, you know, it just is dependent upon your own inspiration and your own you know the things that you like but um, yeah I don't I don't I, I don't subscribe to that that it's that it is a dead-end deal that comics can open up other avenues for you and Bob and Mark are both good examples of that with with those things and other people that we that we know like you said have moved into animation mm -hmm. um, Andy Andy Kuhn did, uh -huh. you know, he's been doing stuff and he's doing comics. And I think that that one he was working on, Fire Breather, was on Nickelodeon, uh, not, not Nickelodeon, but uh, Cartoon Network, Network as a movie. Mm -hmm. So, um, Andy actually that, came from animation, advertising animation, and broke into comics. He wanted to do yeah. comics. He was already doing animation. Right. And, uh, I remember he did a Storm Quest 
Yeah, man, uh, the, that's when he was doing studio animation work for an ad studio. So, I mean, he's a, you know, he's somebody who springs to mind right off. And, and other people that we, like I said, we, that we know have done comics, they do other things. Mike Madak does those paintings of buildings and stuff. That, and to me, they're just really cool to look at. And it, things lead to other things. And like I said, sometimes it's only limited by your own willpower, your own force of nature within yourself, your creative nature, um, your own dreams, maybe your own time. But because um, some people just want so many things and you know get lost in the shuffle. I, I do that with different things sometimes because there's so many things going on. But um, I mean, you can do other things. And I think you sort of rob yourself of an opportunity if you limit yourself to say, well, I, I, I could never do that. I could never write a children's book. I could never write a prose novel. I could never write uh, whatever. How are you going to know if you don't try? If you don't pursue, if that is a dream of yours and you don't pursue that, then you're robbing yourself. And, you know, what if it turns out that it really is good? Then potentially you're robbing other people of the pleasure of reading your stuff. Mm. So, if you want to be selfish, go ahead, okay? <laughs> Actually, we could just look at you two as prime examples. No, of... We won't go away, will we? <laughs> no, you will not. As prime examples of taking other avenues to to augment or to, uh, you know, I think... to somehow add to your comics experience. Yeah, I know early on... Yeah, I want to just do comics, figured out that, whoa, it's going to be really hard to do. So we created the paper company to sort of like hopefully fund doing comics. And somehow the paper company really grew and the comics sort of get put on uh, slower and slower and slower. And we've jumped in and out over the years on them. Um, you know, and we added the art supplies and everything like that. And I think... In doing so, and I sort of dragged Bill along with me, we've decided that we really love to teach along or share along with creating. You know, I enjoy sitting down with Jackie. Like, today's my art day for Claysway on Wednesdays, and we draw strips and pinups, and, you know, we're, we've wrapped up the cover for the uh, Kickstarter program book. And I love working with her because as great as she is, she still makes little little errors of this, that, views and stuff and i just love and and the cool thing is wearing one-on-one in a studio atmosphere like that again is that you know we're throwing strips back and forth she goes well i want to do this this i said that's cool but the last panel do this she's like oh and that way that makes the strip you know um that's fun and it's 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 sharing and it's it's you know bringing us you know jackie's only 29 i got a daughter it's 29 so it's like she's like my daughter and it's like, it's great sharing and growing together, you know? So, um, we sort of fill into that with Blue Line, Sketch, the After Media Boards, and then we moved right over with Comic Related and dragged you and John with the the uh, blogs and everything. So, um, we just hope we, we touch, you know, I, I like, I, yes, I want to get back in a full-time studio. That's our goal for this year. But we also want to make sure we touch enough people so that this type of entertainment keeps on going. So, 
But that and, really didn't answer your question. But No, no, ex- it did exactly. And you hit on something that I know that Bill does probably, well, I would say unconsciously, but I think it's probably conscious at this point. He also teaches. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as comics mentor, so. Well, I mean, even I turned fifty this year. Coincidentally, <laughs> it's, on, it's on the Sunday of Wizard World Chicago. Oh, so dude! Again, yeah, no. I'm gonna be in Florida. Throw a cake at him. <laughs> We're gonna hire someone to throw a cake at you. I'm gonna hire a stripper no, up I... to the convention. <laughs> You won't have to go far. I'm su- sure the suicide girl. John, you gonna be there? <laughs> um, it's up in the air right now. I'm not sure. Okay. About well, Victoria may be coming with me. Oh, so shoot! It's highly it's possible. Daughter. It's my daughter, so uh, okay. we'll be good. All right. But anyway, uh, we'll but I've been around comics. <laughs> I, no, she's 17. I don't want to. All right, let's move on. You know, yeah, let's move <laughs> on. Yeah, this. But uh, you know, I've been around comics for over 45 years now mm-hmm. you know reading and and again i've you know listing all the things i've been through fan artist fan writer uh comic book retailer uh mini comics publisher uh you know with my fanzines and stuff with app five and some other things so i've i've run that that gamut and and had a lot of experience in a lot of different places and fortunately I think I bring that with me and again I, I'd been you know in the teaching program at school and I, I just got out of it because I really didn't think I had it in me to be a teacher I mean who would you know that it's one of those things I, I was in theater so it was going to be in theater so I just you know, rationalize it that way. But it, like I said, it turns out that I do have things to pass on. And even in, in when I had the comic book store cliffhangers with my late partner, uh, there were opportunities to to look at people's art samples and you know help them along. Uh, even from back in those days. And then when when Jerry Foley and I started doing inking samples, um, we would do, we would work over the same pages. Um, we would make copies and he would work on his, I would work on mine and then we would go over them and, and compare and I would see things in his he'd see things in mine and we both grew out of that experience because it, sometimes if you're looking at your own work, you, it's really hard to be objective sometimes um, but you can look at other someone else's and maybe see some things and maybe learn from that experience and that's what happened with both of us so we got better at the same time and we helped each other along and then going to port to uh, portfolio reviews or sending our portfolio re- you know, samples in then comparing you know maybe the reactions that we got or who we talked to at a convention that kind of thing um so yeah sketch magazine and comics mentor have offered me the the opportunity to not just pass along information you know, for myself, but to be a conduit for other people that I know who have something to share, who maybe show off a, a, a cool step-by-step on DeviantArt, and, you know, I've seen, you know, Sean Gordon Murphy, you know, will run some of his stuff. He said, yeah, you know, 
people like to be in Sketch Magazine. I mean, it's just a cool thing. So, um, I mean, there are all kinds of teaching moments, and sometimes it's unconscious, sometimes it is, you know, I, I've seen people do the same thing, you know, have those teaching moments, but they're sort of overbearing kind of thing, and I try not to be. Um, because the, my, my goal is to make somebody or help somebody get better. And it, like I said, it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with them. And if I can do that, just like with, you know, helping you with Clay's way or having Chris on, uh, Chris Noth on Maya, um, helping it to become a better thing. And I, you know, I've told him before, Chris before, that if he makes a deal, a publishing deal, I don't have to be involved. You know, I don't have, he doesn't have to consider me. That's his thing. I'm just there to help him. And that's, he had just has enthusiasm with that, and you have enthusiasm with Clay's way, and that's infectious, and that keeps me going. That's my joy, if you want to, you know. And, and to see the thing, to, to see, you know, the the final result, for me, that's a joy, and that's my payoff. It would be cool if I had some more joys that were monetary joys, but <laughs> you know. For the, I agree. You know, for, for the, well, you know, for the the things I do, I, I really like, you know, those things. So, um, and I know that there are other people who have the same um, benefits out of their own work or or helping other people uh, or being of benefit to other people. So, I don't know if that if that actually answered your question, John. That's, you know, I, I don't even remember what the question was. Huh. Where it was it? Was so good. Loud. That was a great answer. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I try to bring it back, but you know. <laughs> so yeah, there's many many ways to go with stuff when you're doing comics. Um, don't don't stay narrow-minded. Don't go off and work in a factory when your gig comic gig doesn't work out the first time. Um, we're all three here after many many attempts. Um, I, I always feel like it's in your blood. I don't know why our generation. And why it sort of got in our blood, but if you're in the comics, you you're in the comics. And by owning a store, and Bill, you know this. Um, mm-hmm. There's people who would never dream to work in comics, but they love reading them, or they love collecting them, or both. But they never think about creating. Right. Um, then there's those who love reading, maybe collect, but also feel like they have something to share, or they want to work for one of the bigger publishers. I think we all sort of start out that way. Um, so, you know, definitely keep your minds open. There's always something out there. Um, I thought of something, uh, Brian, who did the uh, Darkness Chronicle pinup that we put on Facebook. He's a tattoo artist right. by day. And he's a hell of a tattoo artist. He's a great one. And he wants to do comics. And I hope we can bring him in to do Darkness Chronicles once we get everything going with Skystorm. He's got his own gig. He's got his own thing he wants to do, so we might have to twist his arm a little bit, but I love his art. Um, I can't wait to get the finished um, Who's Who pinup from him to show you guys. He's coloring it now. It is just blows me away. Blows me away. So, But tattoo artists, just draw. Right. Whatever you do, look into that you draw. 
that you keep your skills up on a daily basis. Yeah. So. Well, my buddy Scotty Scotty Ray, excuse me, Scotty Ray Watson is a tattoo artist as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are several I know that that have either gone into tattoo uh, or have come out of. But uh, yeah, there's that's another way to go. Oh yeah. Using your art. Yep. No doubt. And let's move on to once you do get in there. And something else that we said we were going to talk about is scheduling and staying ahead of the curve. Are we ready to move that way? Sure. Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, the reason I bring that up is currently I'm working on that with Clay'sway. Uh, Jackie and I had to sit down today, and we looked at our schedules, and she's gone a lot of May. I'm in and out June, July, and August, and we do not want to have another gap in our publishing. Um, I do have Steve Staglin said he'll do a couple more strips, um, which film, film strips are great. I love them. Steve, if you listen to it, I love it. Um, it's neat to see somebody take those that set of characters that only Jackie and I have ever touched and do something with. Um, you didn't have to say I was going to be more hairy than a panda in the strip. But that's all right, Steve. That's all right. Um, I remember you, bud. Um, but... We want to try to keep as many of our strips there going. Also, Chris Dreyer. You guys know Chris Dreyer. Yeah. Um, he, he came to me with a little uh, an illustration of Clay and Pan in his style. And it's great. And I need to post those. I need to post those on the Clay'sway site. So I need to, once a week on Wednesdays or something, when we don't have a post, post some of these guys' artwork that they send me. And uh, so he said he'd do a couple of strips. So we have some backup, but we want it to be backup. Um, usually if we absolutely can't make it, we're sick, something like that. Um, so we sit down and planned out, okay, this is what we need to draw. And truthfully, if I can get Jackie a good amount of strips, she can crank them out. Now cranking them out usually means I have to come back and repencil a little bit, (laughs) but that's okay. Then I usually repencil and ink and do all the rest. But you got to really look at your head, look at scheduling, look at things that may pop up that you don't even think may pop up, and plan ahead. Um, try to plan for the conventions. I'm the worst one about planning for conventions. So, but plan for those, um, especially. And then if you, you know, planning ahead also not only means producing your work, but producing your merchandise too. Make sure you have something for shows. Um, now I'm going to be hitting Derby City, Motor City. Man, all these cities. Um, there's a third show in there somewhere that I'm doing. Um, I want to do a new little print or something. Just something new to have at the shows. Even though I haven't really done these shows with any of the merchandise, um, I feel like I want to have something new. So we were talking about today, creating a new piece of artwork for it, along with getting getting the uh, strips ahead. So plan ahead, try to work ahead. Um, is definitely something you need to do. I need to work on it. Um, I'm trying to work on it. Um, you guys got anything to throw in here, please? Yeah. Well, life <laughs> just happens. I mean, things happen just like in your normal life with whether it's paying bills or um, something to do with kids in school, that kind of thing. You know, things happen, and you can't plan for everything. You can have some wiggle room, or you can maybe get ahead of the curve just a little bit so that maybe if something does 
you know, pop up, then you can deal with it. But there are going to be times when whatever schedule that you made is going to be thrown out the window because you're going to have to deal with something, you know, sickness. You know, somebody has maybe a heart attack or is in a car wreck or something, God forbid. Right. But things happen, and if they do, do your best to deal with them. Um, or if it's not directly with you, you know, it's going to affect your world in some way. Um, it could be somebody at your, you know, work or church or family or, or something, mm-hmm. but things happen. Oh, well, even work stuff. Like, I got thrown in the blue line for a week. Oh, wow. Pretty much everything in the studio stopped because, you know, I was back handling stuff that I hadn't had to do in a while um, to make sure those orders got delivered, which they did. And... So you just got to, you know, plan ahead. Luckily, I had like, strips ready to roll. Yeah, just plan for the things you can. Like you mentioned conventions. Mm-hmm. Those dates are set. Mm-hmm. You know, plan for those dates. Start planning now. Plan what you want to take. Don't wait to the last minute to pack. You know, give yourself a checklist if you have to of what needs to be in your bag so you don't get to the con and freak out if you don't have X, Y, or Z. You know, just think ahead for the stuff you can plan for and, and uh, you know, just as Bill said, just deal with the stuff you can. Right. And if, you, if something happens, say you're working on samples and you get to a convention, uh, please don't do the following. I just ran out of time or make excuses. There you go. Don't make excuses for, you know, that. Not that they don't want to hear it, but they don't. You know. Well, uh, at a con, every conversation is a job interview. Yeah. Last thing I want to hear is that you didn't have time to finish your a piece of your resume for that job interview. Because who's going to say you're going to have time to do my work? Right. So, you know... Then that goes right back to showing the same pieces over and over and over. Eventually, we realize everybody's bringing the same pieces. They're not bringing anything new. So, yeah, yeah, stay fresh. Yeah, and if I'm in your vicinity and I actually hear you say, I have better stuff at home, I will come over the table after you. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I'm relatively crippled. So, I I don't know why people bear that in mind. Do that. Oh, this ain't my best stuff. Why am I looking at it? Then why are you showing it to me? Yeah. And I, I've told people, I says, then why am I looking at it? You know, email me your best stuff. And I know what this is, so don't send this to me. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, I don't know why people feel like they got to make excuse. If you're there with your portfolio showing it, looking for a job, don't make excuses. If yeah. you're there asking for criticism, don't make excuses. But be open-minded about the criticism you're about ready to receive. Because you will only grow from it. You know? Bottom line, don't defend your work. Nope. Lay it out there. Your work does not Yeah. Your work does not need defense. You need to put your work out there. And unless you're asked a direct question, you need to shut up yep. and listen <laughs> to, what, to what you're being told. And then, you know... Then, once you get away from that editor, you can decide if that, what they said is going to help you or not. Right. 
you know, editors are people too. Uh, take what you can use from what they said, throw the rest out. But be open-minded about your own faults because nobody's perfect. Jeff Johns isn't perfect, you know. So he's pretty damn close. He's pretty damn close, <laughs> but he's still not. You know, Jim Lee's not perfect. He's dangerously dangerously still not perfect. <laughs> you know, he's still not perfect. So, uh, you know, just uh, use it. You know, use it as an educational experience. Right. But yeah, scheduling and planning. You know, work ahead if you work on your own stuff. Because um, there will be, always be family stuff. Things pop up, crop up. Uh, trying to do too many things. Yes, I put my hand up in the air. Um, that will. Both up. Yeah, both up and both feet. And uh, so planning. I'm really working on trying to schedule better. So far, it hasn't worked yet. But I'm trying. I realize it's a problem. One that I may never conquer on my own, but I will attempt to. I like to stay busy. What can I say? Um, I have to send you to a to a twelve step or something. Duh. Hi, I'm Bob, and I do too much. Yeah. Hi, Bob. I think I can do too much, but planning, scheduling, stuff you've got to do if you can work in this industry, no doubt. You'll be required to produce on a, in a uh, monthly schedule something. I don't know. It depends on what you're. What you're doing, um, you don't want to have to crank it all out at the last week because you're not offering your best work. You know, if you're required to produce 20 pages in a month for a publisher, get those five pages a week done. Work on them. That's a page a day if you work on Monday through Friday. Get it done so you are giving it the time that's needed to produce your absolute best work you can. Yeah, trust us, you don't have to be the senior editor at DC to look at a piece of work and realize that it was rushed. No. It's usually pretty obvious to most anyone who sees it, so. Yep. Don't draw yourself into a corner. It's something else that I've ran into and I've had other artists I've worked to is look at the project you're doing. If you know that you have a, a, a two-page spread that is a city scene that's done from a, I don't know, stand buyer's view down a city or a cross section, the perspectives on that is, is going to be like, oh my gosh, that page may take you three days to draw. First of all, like, spend the three days drawing it because you will come out looking better. The, the publisher will like it, love you, and the odds are that job will take you to your next job. Make up the time you lost, either on the weekend or in the evenings, and still put in the time on the pages you didn't get done those three days. The other two. It's some of that sacrifice that you have to do. Um, the reason I sit in there and ink in my chair while the family's watching Food Channel or Justified with my oldest, I've got to get it done. Is it my best? At this point, yeah, I can ink a strip on a, on, on a lap board sitting in a chair. I have no problems with it. Um, but it's got to get done. I've got schedules I've got to keep. So produce your best, but try to keep a schedule. It will get you a job. If they know they can depend on you, that it will be there and that's at this quality. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine who, you know, I hadn't seen him in a few years and we were catching up 
Um, and, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, I did this job and they wanted me to turn around in a week. Tell me I had other stuff work lined up. I turned around in a week. And then they looked at it and says, well, well, that's not what we're expecting. He goes, you gave me a week to do 24 pages. And because he gave them a 24-page comic in a week, he did not get that other job they promised him. So sometimes you got to weigh the differences. Yeah. Sometimes you go in and save a publisher's butt. And this is one of the main guys. And it does it's not your best stuff. It can hurt you. Now, I know this artist. He's a heck of an artist. I've seen him grow from from his beginnings where he's at now. You give him time, he will kick booty. He's, he's great. But he will also crank you out a comic in five days. But it looks like a five-day comic. A good five-day comic, but not his, nearly his best work. You know, you cut a lot of corners. You, you take a lot of cheats. You do the silhouettes. You don't put in the perspectives as well as you much, or you cut it back. There's only so much time. So you're better off maybe passing up a job like that to produce your best, especially early on. You would think early on you want to grab those jobs, but I really truly think they can hurt you. Because now you're known as a guy who cranks out a five-day comic, and this is what it looks like. They have proof because they published that comic. So, I don't know what you guys play on that. Yeah, I mean, you, you do have to look at the, the pros and cons of, of yeah, not just your own scheduling, but um, you know what you're looking at, what what is going to be the end result. I mean, do you honestly think that you know it is going to be your best stuff? Uh, some people will say, yeah, though, you know, they put on that chain mail of uh, ego and say, yeah, you know, I can go, but. You know, two or three days into it, maybe they're going. Mm-hmm. Maybe the they'll give me an extension. No, usually not. not. No. Yeah, I'm a little torn because I can see it two ways. One, um, you know, definitely you can't do 24 pages in five days and make it look fabulous. Um, but if you were just starting out, you have to be really careful on how often you say no to people you know i think that i think that you could build a reputation as you know the guy who always says no (laughs) to anything challenging and then you you know you'll start getting people not asking you to work for them after a while so well hopefully you don't always get asked to create a comic in five days well yeah true (laughs) so hopefully you don't have to say no to that many times but you know um, there yeah i i, the, I know yeah there are at. people who who i've seen who are scared to do anything outside their very very basic skill set right you know they could very well break out of that but they're scared to so they back away from projects that don't fall into that small narrow window of what they're used to doing right and ultimately, I think that's that hampers them as an artist trying to move up in the field. It can. Yeah. Uh, you've got to produce. I mean, so, there's some big-time artists out there who cannot keep a deadline. And, oh, yeah. you know, they're out there just... And they still have a great fan base because they create beautiful stuff, but it takes them forever to do so. 
Um, and then you got John Burns out there who can produce a comic in five days, and it still looked really good. You know? So, but there's not many of John Burns, and there's many of the guys who wants to take forever to produce. So, you've got to fall in there. You've got to be able to create a comic in a month, period. Right. Um, I truly believe with digital coming, yes, guys, I'm talking about digital again, that <laughs> we will see more 15-page comics coming out so initially so a title will come out twice a month and the reason i've been playing with that and thinking about it is because john you know people want stuff now it's on the internet mm -hmm. i should be able to read it i should be able to buy it it should be there for me right so if you could produce a comic every 14 days and get two out a month you're going to build that readership up quicker and you're you're giving it to them as fast as you can, new material. So I truly think the industry could head towards a 15-page monthly or bi-weekly comic digitally. Um, so that means you got to create 30 pages a month if you're going to do it digitally online. Um, we'll see a lot of these collected. I know everybody says, yeah, well, digitally, those will be collected into 90-page trades. You know. Um, they will be in print. Uh, print's not going anywhere for a long time. But you you take six of those and you put together a 90-page trade. So you got to look at, okay, can I produce 30 pages a month? That is that is six to eight more than most comic publishers produce. That's almost producing a page a day or better, seven days a week. Right. So, But that's what we could be looking at as future artists. Now, there's some guys who just can't do it. And those guys, those titles will be produced once a month, um, probably at 20 pages, a, an issue. Or maybe not. Maybe that's how they get away. They only do 15 pages a month. But you better have a style that, that you can build a readership up quick for. So oh, there's a lot of stuff out there growing, changing. We're all looking at it. We're all debating it. We're all watching it. And we just need to, you know, we'll continue to fill you guys in as, as when we learn and we play and we find out about stuff and what works. But um, anytime you get ahead, plan ahead, do it, dive in there, knock it out. That's what I plan on doing this month. Hold me to it, guys. Okay. <laughs> Bill has no problems with that. Go. How far along are you now? <laughs> Let's see. We drew, Page one. We drew four strips today. And wow. I inked a character pinup. I inked or the cover for the Kickstarter is actually three covers. It's it's a group shot of the kids, a group shot of the stuffies, and then a a, a shot of the of the pirate. Well, she doesn't have the pirate completed yet. So, but I got the other two inked, and I inked two strips. So I inked today. And Jackie drew four strips. Andrew, the cool. pirate, 90% of the pirates. So that's in the uh, cover. So, yeah, we cranked the studio for, we don't get many hours in it, but when we do, we cranked. We cranked today. So, yeah. But, yeah, our goal is to get a month ahead with that. We'll see. We'll see where I'm at in the next couple of weeks. So work hard, produce, get on our boards and share with us. Show us what you're doing. That's the awesome part of that is now it's easy for you guys to share with us and show us what you're doing, what you're working on. So, And I'm the, I'm the slacker who don't get over there. Bill usually yells at me to get over there and look at stuff, and that's when I slide over there. So keep posting it. Bill yell at me, and I'll go check it out. Mm -hmm. 
So, all right, guys, let's move this along. John, it's been two days since we podcasted. What you got for me? Well, I have two videos for you. All right. And one, actually, um, it's kind of amusing that these were our subjects because this is exactly what this artist is talking about. Uh, a guy named Jess Smart Smiley is doing a book for Top Shelf called Upside Down. Upside Down is based off a little image he drew in a sketchbook once. And he took that little image from just that little idea all the way to a book. And he's a real Top Shelf fan, so he just sent it to Top Shelf, and now it's going to be published. So... Not only is he looking, was he looking for a new horizon, he also made plans, and they panned out. So there's a success story right there on video for you. Uh, the other one is from our buddy Yitzi. Uh, he sent me another video. This one of, is of him drawing expressive eyes. So go check both those out. Awesome. Bill, what's been going on at the boards and at Comic Mentor? Uh, Comics Mentor, um, I've answered a couple of form, form spring questions. Uh, got some uh, a couple of questions back about comics. Uh, one was about uh, tying into uh, somebody's doing a a not for not for profit book about the veterans of uh, the war heroes of the Gulf and Afghanistan. I think. Uh, or Iraq and Afghanistan, maybe. And uh, Diamond has, a, you know, takes a big cut. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, you know, what to do about that? And you know, basically, Diamond's not going to change their rules for that, probably. Probably. So, I offer other suggestions. And you know, we need to discuss how Diamond truly works. Maybe we'll do that next week. Because there's a reason Diamond can't take a cut. And I've been dealing with Diamond for 25 years. Um, I've busted head against Diamond. So next week, maybe we can discuss the distribution in and maybe include some people in how this truly works and why things are set up the way it is. And maybe out of that, we can come up with why digital distribution stuff will work. So didn't mean to cut you off, but I will make that. No, you have have, um, expertise in because um, my diamond experience is 20 years old, I guess. So I just offered other um, other suggestions and you know get some other ask, ask a couple of questions back maybe, but um, you know there, there's a couple and then somebody asked about um, he has a, a background in animation and um, actually if I click to it, I will tell you his name. So that people know that these things work, and, and they can ask us questions. And as I click to it, uh, the comic-related forum community, there are again people posting. Uh, Ralph is posting things, you know, sketch a day. There's a couple of people trying a sketch a day, and uh, that just shows that they, you know, they're trying to put the work, in, you know, put the time in to get better. Uh, but going back to the question, it was from Nate uh, Walpole, and he's a as a professional character animator, already versed in animation, characterization, pacing, and storytelling. What resources would you suggest to improve my background illustration skills? Well, that's a good question, uh-huh. and that's um, you know draw 
draw from real life, uh, look through magazines. Sometimes you can find a picture with a background, and you can you know do a quick sketch. If you're watching a DVD, sometimes there's a, a scene with uh, maybe trees or, or buildings or a street scene or, or whatever. Um, depending on what you're drawing, I mean, something may show up. So I mean, you can stop. You can. The beauty about a DVD is you can, you know freeze frame it right there or back it up and do a quick sketch and then just get, you know, if you're going to draw from life or life memory or whatever, then you can have things to add to your, um, your arsenal, so to speak. So, um, I think I'll ask, I'll, I'll keep asking a few more questions because that sort of gets me back into the teaching type mode of what comics mentor is about. Right. And we're still doing, you know, we're, I'm still getting sketches and illustrations from, for the Ursula sketchbook. Cool. So, I'm not posting them. Uh-huh. So, because yeah, I was posting like, oh, this is just so cool. <laughs> but I I just got a word from Fred Lang earlier that his, is he had some sort of epiphany in his style, and he's going to surprise me later with his Ursula piece, and I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. So, nice. Yeah. And you got to share it with us. I'll share it with you guys. Okay. I'll share it with everybody else. The rest when of you have to, Exactly. The rest of you have to go buy the sketchbook. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, yeah. There's cool stuff happening. All right. Um, Blue Line still shipping stuff. Been working on some stuff there. Sketch Magazine, same thing. Um, trying to get Clay's way ahead. That's sort of my focus right now. So. Um, that's really it for me, guys. Just been working on day to day stuff. So, uh, working on Skystorm, uh, working on some finances stuff there, trying to do it right this time. So, all fun and games. Wearing many hats this week. Many, many hats. I'm wearing my Inker hat. Oh, I'm right. inking Blood and Roses. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, um, you don't have a hat. You don't have a hat right now? Well, we'll have to I talk. don't have a hat. We'll have to get you a hat, John. Oh. <laughs> no, actually. All right, guys. Well, it's been a good one. It was a short time in between. Um, we wanted to try to get one done so we didn't have to do this. I, I didn't have to finish it the next morning and get it posted. So um, we'll try to. If you got any questions. Um, oh, wait a minute. Let's back this up, Bob. John, how can they reach you? I thought you were going to slip past that. I thought so, too. <laughs> they can reach me at the three. John at sketchmagazine.net, comicrelated.com, or sequentialsupport.com. Bill, how can I reach you? Uh, comicsmentor at gmail.com, or they can head over to the comic-related uh, boards, and usually there. Cool. I'll check in. So. And, hey, Bob. Hey, they can reach me at bobby to bluelinepro.com, or... You can reach all three of us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net, which Greg G. found out works. Because mm-hmm. his email went to all three of us. Even though John lost it and had to resend it to him, that's all right. Yeah. Um, it does work. So if you have any questions. Right, sir, come... <laughs> well, he then turned around and joined the comic-related forum and discussed some of these things. And so, that, you know, it's a mutually beneficial Thing. That's so. what we want to hear. Well, there you See. go. Perfect. So the rest of you, write us or we're coming to your house. 
we'll send John to your house. That's right. <laughs> with an interview, Mike, and I'll make you ask me a question. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. It's been great. Okay. See you. See you later, guys.